Kathy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a beautiful day here in South Florida at New Horizon, and it's a great day for us to share together in the love of God and the presence of God's Holy Spirit and to share the words that come to us of the, of the wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. So uh, I invite you to join us in uh, worship today as we uh, stand and sing together. Good morning, everyone. I want to wish all the mothers out there, those who are watching and those who are here with us, happy Mother's Day. It's a blessing to our mothers in our lives today. Amen. So let's just open in a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you, God, for bringing us together one more time together in this fashion to worship you, to sing praises to your name. God, you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, Lord. Your name is worthy to be glorified. So, God, we offer up a sacrifice of praise to you, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that you will come down in our midst in a mighty way, Lord Jesus. And so we can feel your presence. We can feel your Holy Spirit this day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh 
that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe out of the silence. The roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe out of the silence. The roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Declare the grave has no claim on me. Declare the grave.
You, you may be seated. You may be seated. So um, I want to encourage you this day as we uh, undergird our church with our pegs, our prayer, engage, give, and serve. Pray for your, your church and your leadership in your church as we're going through some transitions in, in many ways, uh, pastoral transitions and some other transitions. A reminder that uh, next Sunday there is a, a church conference that will happen after the second service, about 11.30, and this is an important church conference as it deals with next steps and next stages and, and property things. Your leadership is making a recommendation that can only be um, accomplished in our Methodist tradition through a church conference action. And so I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that uh, next Sunday. And so that's a way to another transition point where we need to be in prayer for our, our congregation and our community and how we serve and give ourselves. And in serving and giving ourselves into our community, a reminder that we have a group doing a Habitat Day, a Habitat for Humanity. You may have heard of Habitat. It's a home rebuilding uh, ministry, and they are here in the area. And it's uh, next Saturday, right? It's next Saturday. That's our day to serve. Information is in the entry. I saw the little table in there when I came in, so you can get more information there, put your name on the list to be a part of that. Of course, contact the church office. But that's going to be a, a great part of how we minister and share with our community is having a church group that goes and does this Habitat Day. So I hope that if uh, that's something that uh, gets your engine running as far as where God calls you to serve, that you'll take that opportunity to do that. Let me also encourage you to... Uh, to uh, follow up with your giving. In the old days, we passed offering plates. Now the offering plates are there for you, but also you can engage in the giving online and give online and find your ways online, not only to give, but give of your, your money, but also give of yourself in your service. Amen? Amen. Good morning. I'm Pastor Lisa. If you'll bow your heads with me this morning and join in our morning prayer. Father, we come before you this morning with the usual array of mixed emotions that Mother's Day can bring. We ask you to bless those women in our lives who have provided us with love and support, whether or not they gave birth to us. For those caring women who have sacrificed so that we could have more and who have shown us their unhampered devotion. We ask that you help us to forgive those mothers who, for whatever reason, could not be our loving caregiver. We ask you to comfort those who have lost their mothers or their children and feel that deep sorrow, especially on this day. We ask also, Lord, that you show compassion to those women who have desperately wanted to become mothers and are unable. Your word tells us that you long to gather us to you as a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings. So finally, we ask that you help us to lean into that image today and relish the idea that you will hold us, protect us, and provide for us. Let us praise you and worship you this morning, fully abandoning any emotions that might stand in our way. We pray now as your son taught us to. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever. Amen. Would you stand with us as we sing? I want to say uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody, because if you're having a happy Mother's Day, it means you've treated your mother well. <laughs> so take care of moms today, and everybody have a great day today. The story today is uh, from the Gospel of, of Luke, and it's a wonderful story, one of my favorite stories in the scriptures, because it's this wonderful story of journeying with Jesus, even when you don't know that you're journeying with Jesus and on that road with Jesus. And here's this story from uh, Luke uh, 24, beginning at verse 13. On that same day, on that same day, now here, folks, we're talking about the resurrection day. This is the resurrection day. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on their journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. He said to them, what are you talking about as you walk along? They stopped, their faces downcast. The one named Cleopas replied, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem, who is unaware of the things that have taken place over the last few days. He said to them, what things? And he said to him, 
the things about Jesus of Nazareth. Because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped. We had hoped. He was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago. But there's more. Some women from our group left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came to us saying they had even seen a vision of angels who told them he is alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said. They didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people. Your dull minds keep you from believing all the prophets talked about. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then he interpreted for them all the things written about him in all the scriptures, starting with Moses and going through all the prophets. When they came to Emmaus, he acted as if he were going on ahead. But they urged him, saying, stay with us. Stay with us. It's, it's nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. After he took his seat at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. Then they said to each other, weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road, and when he explained the scriptures for us? They got up right then, right then, and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying to each other, the Lord really has risen. He appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus was made known to them as he broke the bread. Amen. Amen. Oh Lord, may we experience you in the breaking of bread moments in our lives. May we experience you and your reality and your presence in our everyday lives. Amen. Amen. So this is an Easter story. Obviously, it happens you know, later in the day when all that confusion is going on about where Jesus is. And we are in an Easter season. This is a season of Easter. It's a, it's a season of, of going through those scriptures and those stories of the resurrected Jesus walking with the disciples one last time. Stories of, you know, fish fries on the seashore and, and fishing and, uh, and uh, you know, converting Doubting Thomas to a more believing Thomas when he says, touch here. You know, all those stories of the, of the resurrected Jesus are, are common uh, for this, uh, this time. Um, and it, it's... Often the stories are Jesus walking 
you know, going with them as they go back fishing, walking with them in this story, and, and here's Jesus walking with them in this story. A story of journeying and walking with Jesus. So these disciples, they've left Jerusalem after a quite eventful Passover week. I mean, Passover is generally a big week anyway, and it's a big time and it's a big celebration. But now the news media has been covering everything, and social media, you know, the word of mouth can only talk about, about Jesus. And I'm sure that's what was happening on the road, because see, this is the road leading out of Jerusalem. And the road leading out of Jerusalem after Passover is over is probably a pretty crowded road. There are probably lots of people on this journey going along and people talking about, oh, the Passover was wonderful, I got to share it with my family, oh, I got to go back home, and then work starts and we got to plant the crops again. You know, people looking back, looking forward, but everybody is also talking about this event that happened in Jerusalem, this crucifixion and the mobs and the crowds of people that, that came. And they're walking along in this journey and probably many people have walked past them. And they've greeted one another and they've talked and they've talked about the news and things as they go along the journey. And it's probably been a fairly pleasant journey. I mean, it is springtime in what we know as Israel. And this journey outside of Jerusalem there is fairly green and lush. You know, it's the other direction that goes, uh, that goes into the desert. And uh, so it's, it's a beautiful walk. It's a beautiful thing. But here are these two guys that are just lost in their grief, lost in their struggle. Their journey in life right now is painful because their hopes have been dashed. What they had hoped for, what they had hoped for was now lost. And here comes this annoying guy walking by himself. What are you talking about? Well, you know, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean, what are we talking about? Everybody's talking about the same thing. Well, what happened? What happened? It, it, to me, it almost sounds like Jesus is giving them a, a practice on telling their witness and telling their testimony, making them tell their story all over again. And so they tell their story of, of what had happened and what was going on and, 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 and all of that. And, and now this, this person, this annoying person that's come up beside them, is now they've started into a Bible study because the scriptures are being unfolded and, and being shared and, and, they're, and they're walking from Moses and through all of the prophets and, and what the Messiah means and, and that purpose and everything. And they're feeling something in their gut as they go along. This annoying guy is now stirring something of their, their thought process and their creativity. And they get to the place where they're going. And they're going to uh, stop for the night and they encourage this stranger that's that's been walking with them. No, come stay with us. Good, the day's almost over. Let's have a meal together. Let's sit down. Let's talk. You're our guest. That's how the language is written. It's like, you're our guest. Come on in. We're inviting you to come and stay with us. But now when this guest comes in and sits down with them, this guest takes his seat, takes the seat of the host because he's the one that grabs the bread. Wait a second. This is the invited guest now taking the role of the host and grabs the bread, and tears the bread, and I wonder how many times these disciples had walked with Jesus and heard the scriptures. How many times? How common and how ordinary was that experience with Jesus for those who had been his disciples, they were called, his followers? 
How common and ordinary was it for them to see Jesus bless and break bread and share? I wonder how many meals they had shared together. How many times they had seen Jesus do that? In fact, the last time they saw Jesus, this is what he was doing. Tearing the bread apart and handing it to them. The last time that they saw Jesus, this is what it was up. This is what was happening. They'd seen this over and over and over again. This was common and ordinary activity. Walking and talking about scriptures. Common, ordinary activity of Jesus breaking the bread, blessing it, and giving it to them. They'd seen it over and over again. And in the ordinary and in the common, the light bulb goes off. And they recognize Jesus. Weren't we on fire? Weren't we on fire when we had that hope? Weren't we on fire when we heard his words about the scripture? Weren't we on fire? And now this common, ordinary, everyday activity of breaking bread has put a spark of even, you know, put fuel on the fire. And they can do nothing else but get up and run back to Jerusalem again. A half day's journey after the day is over, go back and do it all over again. And tell everybody, tell your story, tell your witness. You've you got to be able to tell the story. We saw Jesus in something as common and as ordinary as breaking bread. Jesus in the common and the ordinary and the repetitions of life. The journey we take is full of repetitions. It's no secret that I haven't shared with you all a, a number of times that I was a theater person and uh, after I was a theater person, or maybe even a while, <laughs> I started youth ministry. So I was a youth pastor too, and I had gone to serve as a youth pastor in this fairly large church with a large youth group. And, uh, and they also were theatrical, and so um, it became part of what I did with the youth group to, to do uh, theatrical kind of stuff. And here's the thing, before I even got there, they had this puppet team. They, and so we said, oh, we're going to put on puppet shows and travel around and do these great puppet shows. It's very dramatic. It's very good. It was, and, and these weren't just like little, you know, vacation Bible school sock puppets that somebody glued eyes on. No, these were hundreds of dollar puppets that you groomed and you took care of. These were Muppet-style things that took training to work the sticks if they had their um, arms. But many of the puppets took two people, one person with their hand in to work the mouth and to hold the weight of the puppet, and another person putting their arms in the sleeves of the costume and putting on gloves and being the puppet's hands. And they had dozen, a dozen or so of these puppets, and these were a large stage and large productions. The youth group also had a choir. <laughs> they also had a choir group. So creative, you know, theatrical race says, let's put on a show, you know, we'll do a musical. The choir does all the music. The puppets do all the acting. They said, great, we're going to do that. We found the show. We began to put things together. We began to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. You know how it works. You rehearse things over and over and over again until it becomes what you just absolutely know over and over. It became common. It became ordinary. It became something that we did all of the time. And they decided we're going to take this show on the road. Yes, we had a touring group of puppeteers and musicians, uh, uh, singers. We had recorded all of the lines. We had recorded all of the skits. 
we brought our accompanists to go with us to, for the choir to sing. They had all learned their parts. The, the puppets did the acting. The choir did the music. We had an accompanist to go along with us, and we loaded everything up on a school bus that the church had. And the night before we left on this 1,500-mile tour, the other driver, other than me, of the bus had an emergency in his family and backed out, and now Rafe was going to drive all 1,500 miles of this tour through Georgia and Florida uh, and be the youth minister and the director of this production. Fortunately, we had another little van behind us with the accompanist and some of the other directors and, and parent support and stuff. Tour goes great. We go off on this tour. I mean, we've been working on this show for months now. We had toured it in our hometown a little bit here and there, you know, different weeks. We go different places. Now we're on this tour, different churches as we go by every night, set it up, do the show, take it down, sleep on some church member's couch or in the church hall or something on the floor, get up and go do it the next day in another location. And so we just kept doing that. We did get a break and go to Disney World and one time and had, uh, I think, even one hotel stay where we actually had, had, you know, everybody had a little more space and stuff. But then the tour finished. We'd been doing this show forever. Rafe had been driving forever. And uh, now it's the last few hundred miles to get back home. And we get up, we meet at the church where all of our stuff is, everything's packed onto the bus, we're ready to go, and the bus won't start. Fortunately, the church had a mechanic. He came and looked at it. He says, yeah, we can get it started. Got it started. It's running. He says, he says, it's just the starter that's bad. Bus runs fine. It's just the starter. There's a hole in it, so you just got to get the spark to jump across that hole. You know, you shove something in it, or you jump it, or it is a clutch bus, an old-timey clutch bus. If you push it, it'll, it'll push start. You know, folks, we are talking about the time back before cell phones and, and computers in your car stuff. It was a long time ago. So we get the bus start, started, we're headed home. I've already made a phone call to, uh, to somebody in the church saying, hey, we're going to be a little bit late because we started late and that sort of thing, and we're getting down the road. And, of course, you've got a bunch of teenagers. I think it was like 40-some teenagers that we have. We had to make a stop as they had to go to the bathroom. We stopped at the rest stop. Bus won't start. Bus won't start. How do we get this bus started? Well, the teenage boys came up with a solution. They were going to push the bus all the way to one end of the rest area. And then they were going to get all the youth to push the bus while Rafe is sitting in there with the clutch trying to pop that thing. And I popped that clutch. It started, oh, okay, we're off. But some journeys just aren't that simple. A little later in this journey, there's this explosion under the bus. Not under the engine, under back, the back middle part of the bus. You know, So the engine's running fine. It's going down the road. But now there's this clickety-clack, clickety-clack going on underneath the bus. Something popped and came loose, found out later was some sort of casing around something that just kind of came loose, but it was scary. Um, and so now clickety-clack, we're going slower, so the clickety-clack is less. Uh, and it's taking us forever, and we need gas. And you've got to stop for gas, and you've got to turn off the bus to get gas. I said, we're going to take one try. I'm getting gas on the top of a hill. <laughs> we got gas on the top of a hill, went down the hill, Rafe popped it in, got it started one more time. It has been hours longer than we expected this journey to be. The journey is exhausting. We have just the last bit to get back home. And we started this last bit. Now the sun has gone down. It's dark. We were supposed to be there mid-afternoon, but now it's dark. 
and I'm exhausted, and I'm tired, and I want to keep these young people safe. And lo and behold, in the back of the bus, they start doing the show. The show that was so common and so ordinary. They didn't have their technology out. They didn't have their recordings. They didn't have their accompaniment. They just had them and their voices and their stories. Every puppeteer remembered every line that they had moved a, a mouth for. Every song was sung perfectly a cappella. Duets and solos were sung. Every once in a while, one of the young girls, a 17-year-old girl, would come up behind me, Rafe, you okay? You got this. You got this, Rafe? She's, she's a pastor now. Yeah, ordained in the Methodist Church. And uh, they kept doing the show. And a show that I had heard over and over again. A show that was so common and so ordinary to me from all the rehearsals and all the productions, everything. I, I mean, I knew it all. All of a sudden, that show spoke to me of its true message of the hope and the love of Jesus Christ that reconciles relationships and brings them back together. It was a story of families coming back together and reconciling. And I realized that the whole show was for an audience of only me and Jesus. And I felt the power of Jesus in that breaking of the bread in that common, ordinary, everyday, I-know-the-lines story. But I felt the power of Jesus. And then I felt the power of Jesus' love through those young people as they finished and finished the last thing. They, we were just getting off of the highway, off the on-ramp, just a couple of miles from home. And we went off and they finished and they all cheered for me. And then one of the youth yelled, Rafe got us this far, we're going to fly it the rest of the way. And they all stuck their arms out the window and began to flap. And I, we pulled in, I was exhausted, I was tired. That journey was a nightmare for me with every worry and anxiety you have as a youth minister in a difficult situation. But in this Words that I had heard over and 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 over again. I met Jesus. Jesus is known in the breaking of the bread. Jesus is known in the, in the common and the ordinary experiences of our life's journey. Jesus is walking with us in our our most precious relationships that are always a part of our lives. And in those relationships and in those common, ordinary moments, Jesus is present and Jesus is real and Jesus is here with us. And we can do nothing else except respond like the disciples did. To run for the next opportunity to tell our story. Where are you experiencing Jesus? Where is the common and the ordinary where you are experiencing Jesus? Where do you need to tell your story? Amen. Amen.
most gracious God. How blessed we are that you are in the most common and everyday parts of our lives and our journey in life. We pray like the psalmist that you are in our waking up and our lying down. That you are in our our journeys and our walks. You are with us in the times of deepest struggle and pain and anguish and grief and loss. And you are with us in our ordinary times of daily life and routines and rituals. Oh Lord, thank you for your powerful daily presence. May we feel you, experience you, and then respond by sharing our story with you, of you with others. Amen. Amen. Let us respond to God with our with our singing. Say after me, Lord, you are good. Let me try that again. Say after me, Lord, you are good. And your mercies endures forever. You believe it?
yes you are So good, so good now with the blessing and the assurance that Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, goes with you and walks with you in your everyday journey of life. Amen and amen. We worship you. We worship you. Who you are? 